want to have a good time for a good cause? Check out Hextra Life, our 24-hour live stream raising money for the Children's Miracle Network Hospitals this October 22nd and 23rd. You can see hosts across the Moonshot Network competing in fun games and even see me, Juliet, playing Blitzball in the background for over six hours. Hextra Life at twitch.tv slash Moonshot Network on October 22nd. Hey, Andrew. What's up, Riley? Do you want to make a podcast? You know, I do, but uh, what would it be about? Uh, this is a suggestion from at Cello Buster. Uh, <laughs> Skellix Tunswick. <laughs> We're in the Halloween names. Uh, <laughs> and Andrew, what do you know about uh, what do you know about the new gods? The new the the DC thing? I think so. Uh, you know more about comics lot. than I do. Neither do. So I know nothing either. So I wasn't sure if I was going to mention a podcast where listeners submit ideas for new gods and you're going to be like, ah, yes, like the DC thing. Cause I, I <laughs> never know where your comics stuff begins and ends, but it's like a bunch of D list characters. And so I know new gods are like F list. I just want to make sure <laughs> that I'm not yeah, triggering I, you. I like D list. I like C and D list characters, uh, but I like, street level superheroes too if i i I do not care about anything cosmic when it comes to superpowers (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. what is the biggest threat you could run like a superhero can run into before you're like fuck this dude (laughs) um anything that's like a giant alien army is stupid to me um i like the idea of like galactus where it's like hey i'm one big dude (laughs) (laughs) i'm what if a guy was big (laughs) yeah but i i don't care about like he's got the power of a thousand suns Mm -hmm. and an army of 80 million demons behind it i don't care about that that's like that's just goofy shit like Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. it doesn't make sense that that would happen you know yeah i'm fine i'm fine when it's dragon ball i'm fine when it's an in a in a cartoon but for some reason comics just fucking lose me when it is when it is larger than like the guy who lives down the block i yeah i mean i think the whole point of comic books is like hey what if you have a person that's larger than life Mm -hmm. but then the when you go like to two up them and be like they have to face an extra otherworldly threat it's like well it doesn't really matter that they're larger than life now because life as you've defined it is now bigger than them. Mm-hmm, 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 mm-hmm. And 
it just gets boring at that point. Yeah. Like, oh, they're going to go find the control crystal. Uh, who gives a shit? I'm, like, interested in multiverse shit. Like, multiverse shit's interesting. Oh, multiverse shit is boring. But all, to me, multiverse... What if none of this mattered? My thing is multiverse stuff is interesting if you, like... If you have scaled it down in, like, uh, aesthetic. You know what I mean? If you are a, detecti- a multiversal detective agency and you're, like, trying to find out who's cheating on their multiversal wife, like, that's funny. That's, like, entertaining to me. But, like, again, I do agree with you when it is we must keep the timelines from falling into one another. No, 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 no. Miss me with that. Yeah, I, it's, it's, uh, not to be a Marvel podcast, but, like, it's so funny that, like, Marvel movies became a thing because they were, like, what if we tell stories about superheroes on the big screen and like make a bunch of characters that people care about and deliver into. And then after they told a full story with them, they were like, great. What if everything was loosey goosey, timey wimey now? What if we made the same problems we did with comics? What if none of it matters? <laughs> but like- what if we get to bring in John Krasinski as Mr. Fantastic, but he doesn't have to be Mr. Fantastic because it doesn't actually exist? What, like, an awful casting, by the way. By the by. <laughs> what a fucking god-awful casting. I think it, it would work if you want to make uh, make your Reed Richards like an absolute shithead. I mean, that is Reed Richards, though, isn't it? Exactly, <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Give Reed Richards your, like, if you want to make him Jim from The Office, you've cast a shitty like you've done a bad job writing reed richards Mm -hmm. if you want to make jim from the office do his worst by all means do it yeah i guess he's ultimate reed richards right that's probably that's hopefully the the end stop here is you get like i don't don't know you could i i don't know the difference between any of the things so so ultimate reed richards is like an ultimate comics reed richards gets a fucking ellie no she's just walking back and down through the hallway uh, okay. growling because uh, there's a dog outside that's bothering her um <laughs> she's just wandering back and forth she muttering is. doggy slurs under her breath she really is dude <laughs> <laughs> nothing i can do will stop her um ultimate reed richard's whole shit is that he <laughs> stop <laughs> is that he like goes to the multiverse or whatever and meets other reed richards and he's like we are all clearly the smartest motherfuckers in the room. We should make a council of all of us because uh, we know how to fix everything. And would you believe that goes extremely fucking badly and he becomes like <laughs> the bad guy for Ultimate Comics? Yeah, it's so funny that like they have a guy who is originally like, great, he's part of a team of four and he's got like stretchy powers. And then like, I guess too many comic book people were like, I can relate with this character because I'm also the smartest person I know. Yep, 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 and yep. And so yep, they're yep. just like, just what are we doing here? Who gives a shit about how smart Mr. Fantastic is? Yeah. And no. now they're just like, great, we've made like the worst motherfucker known to man. Also, he stretches, I guess. It's such a funny fucking power. I, I wish every time he stretched, it made him stupider. <laughs> we need that's to- actually, that's why One Piece works so well. That's that's You've described Monkey D. Luffy. <laughs> is that real? does he get dumber every time he stretched <laughs> look luffy had <laughs> ultra instinct uh long before goku did at is one he... point luffy fought a guy that could read minds so he said great i just won't think 
God, I love that shit. <laughs> it's so fucking funny. Now, is is him stre- every time he stretches getting stupider? Is that part of the power, or is that just a side effect of writing one character for a, a thousand fucking issues? No, I mean it's 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 he he hasn't gotten stupider, but that's mostly because Luffy's just like there's very low to go. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. you're already you know, at the bottom of the barrel. Can't go under a two, you know. Uh-huh. Um, but like, boy, he makes it work. Now, Andrew. Yeah. None of this is a podcast where listeners submit ideas for new deities. <laughs> right. Uh, what new god would you make? Um, well, obviously. I think that there's a lot of room for, like, improving on <laughs> the things we currently have. So I, w- I, would, li- I would like a, a god of comics lore to just put things in order. <laughs> a god of media. <laughs> there we go. What is the god of media, Andrew? <laughs> I mean, its name is probably media, which is a Greek word already. <laughs> like, like we can just take that one and just throw it into the pantheon, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Is it like a Dionysus where it's just like a chill motherfucker that's just like pounding drinks? Or is it Have like... Have you seen media? Of course not. This is the most neurotic mm-hmm. god imaginable. Uh-huh, uh-huh. This is, this is like a... This is the... The, <laughs> the god media is always on Twitter. To, in today's day mad. and age, the, the god media is like constantly editing wikis. <laughs> it's just wiki management. That's all that he does. Is Do wikis fall? Is that like if you are a disciple of media, do you work in the wiki minds? Is it? Is it? I simply I, to, I toil and troll the way in the wikis and eventually I would get ed, I would get up to moderator where eventually I would be get moved up to admin and then I will have my own wiki to control. Yeah, your 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 vocabulary just gets entirely replaced by just muttering the word lore to yourself over and over again. <laughs> if I never heard the word lore, I would be like ever again in my life, I would be happy. I'd be happier. Do you think that's the problem? Do you think that's the solution? I think that it's the cause of the most annoying conversations. <sighs> I think that, like, I think there's, like, a list of words in the world that have been soiled. And I think mm-hmm. that they, they can be fixed. Like, content, lore, um, I, I, bit. The content can't. Content is... <laughs> content is... Uh, words like content... And IP are like business words that have been given to the masses, like uh, like like Prometheus giving fire to humankind and not realizing that we would only take it and burn down the world. <laughs> like the fact that you have average everyday people talking about intellectual properties and using those terms as well as like embracing the phrase content creator and saying oh this is a good piece of content in this ip like that's the beginning of the end (laughs) we're in the end times because people talk like corporations now is that the full like is that where it has gone fully when like corporations started being considered people like people (laughs) move to take on their form yeah, I think that's what it is. We we decided that we made them in our image and then distorted ourselves to look like them. <laughs> well, Andrew, now that we're in like a very terrifying Tumblr post that then will people <laughs> people will reference for years and be like, you may think that <laughs> we distorted ourselves and their image it comes from Shakespeare, but actually it's just from a podcast mindset. It's episode. just from <laughs> it's from two morons on in an RSS feed. <laughs> Yeah, it gave it, like, fire to Prometheus, and then it was used by humans to burn down the world. <laughs> like, yo, yeah, 
<laughs> I saw a post the other day that was like, it's, it said the words, uh, by the time we're done interacting, you'll know why it is that storms are named after people. And I was like, Jesus Christ. People like to say hard things on the internet, you know? They really do, and it's about the dumbest shit. <laughs> Riley, I got a, speaking of the dumbest shit, I got another podcast idea for you. Yeah, hit me. This is Podhemian Cassidy. Podhemian Cassidy. Cast- so, Riley, what's the most overrated podcast we could make? Got them. Got their ass. Boom. Roasted. I I also do not like Bohemian Rhapsody. The most... <laughs> uh, Andrew, I got... Andrew, we should be very careful here. <laughs> the most overrated podcast, because we are standing next to this big mirror, and I really don't want to look at it. <laughs> All right? Okay? So we really need to, like, we need to be careful here. All right, buddy? We're 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 actively fighting Medusa here, where we're just looking at our feet, being like, okay, let's talk around this. <laughs> uh I mean, it's it's so funny that like it it started as the joke in um, Wayne's World, right? Where they were like, where the joke is, look at these losers who are your main characters. They love the song Bohemian Rhapsody. It is mm-hmm. their favorite thing. Mm-hmm. Again, these people are losers. <laughs> it is a joke that Bohemian Rhapsody is as cool as they think it is. And then we looked at that and said, yes, Bohemian Rhapsody is cool. And then we erased the part that said as a joke. Andrew, that is fascinating. Because people just unironically are just like, yeah, Bohemian Rhapsody, (sighs) the song that rules. And it's like, are are you Wayne from Wayne's World? That is, you have said, I think, the most controversial thing you could say on this podcast. I I don't like Queen, but it is not because I don't think they're good. (laughs) Like <laughs> Queen Queen is great. I just think Bohemian Rhapsody is like I think it's vastly overrated. I absolutely. don't like listening to it. I will skip it every time. But I don't think Yes, yeah, save yourself twenty minutes. I don't think it's not a like a strong song for a reason. <laughs> what I think there's a weird we've reflected we've reflected the movie and been like, yes, of course we love Bohemian Rhapsody. Why else would it be in the song as a head in the movie as a headbanger if we didn't love it? What did it originally chart at? Do we think Uh, like, was it originally received at the same quality? Although critical reaction was initially mixed. Shit about Bohemian Rhapsody before Wayne's world. Send Google search. UK music papers reacted with bemusement, recognizing that the song was original and technically technically accomplished, but they mostly remained indifferent. Pete Erickson of Enemy observed that it'll be interesting to see whether it'll be played in its entirety on the radio. It's performed extremely well, but more in terms of production than anything else. Someone somewhere has decided that the boys' next release must sound epic. And it does. They sound extremely (laughs) self-important. 
Alan Jones of Melody Maker was unimpressed, describing the song as a superficially impressive pastiche of incongruous musical styles, and that Queen contrived to approximate the demented fury of Baltam Amateur Operatic Society performing the Pirates of the Panache. Panache. Bohemian Rhapsody is full of drama, passion, and romance, and sounds rather like one of those mini-opera affairs that Pete Townsend used to tack on the end of Who albums before concluding, The significance of the composition eludes me totally, though I must admire it to finding it horrifically fascinating. It's likely to be a hit of enormous proportions, despite its length. I can keep reading these. There are This is a paragraph full of bad reviews of Bohemian Rhapsody, which, like... I am like, I, I love that. I think it is, I think the problem was, and this is where it was, it's not that it is a bad song, it is that it's a musician's song. You know what I mean? It is a song I that is- I know what you're trying to say, but I disagree with you. It, it is a technical, it's a technical feat that isn't very listenable. And then when a movie by nerds came out, that's where people who could celebrate a weird, incongruous seven-minute song- that then, like, they were like, look at people enjoying it. And people do <laughs> react like an audience clap sign is turned on and go, oh, you can have fun to this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> it is, like, I think you are correct. I think all these people are right. I think it is still a, I think it is a, like the first person said, a technically well-made song. I do think I don't want to listen to it. And I do think you are right in that it is it, people, people saw other people have fun and they were like, oh, I can have fun. Yeah, okay. And I think that can work for anything. Because like when you used to advertise, you used to just say like smoking can make you see through walls and people would be like, oh my God, it can. And they just believed it. People that's would why just I, That's why anything. I buy Marlboros. They let me see even better. <laughs> exactly, Andrew. The fire tastes better. But do I think it is a song that is uncool? No. Yes. That is different. That is a different thing. I, I think I, I, I disagree with you, but I think that that is fair. <laughs> I I want to read this. Well, there's only one more review here, and I really just want to read it because I love reading old reviews that have like that they're really going in on something that uh, in hindsight is like, oh, look at because th- like all these are obviously left in this article to be like, mm-hmm. look at these idiots. Look at these, look at these dumb idiots shit. that didn't respect Bohemian Rhapsody when it came out. And like, that's not that's not the effect it gives. It gives like, oh, yeah. If you do not hit perfect, like it won't work. <laughs> yeah, big, I, big yeah, swings, uh-huh. big swings mean nothing. <laughs> Go ahead. That was it. Oh, that's all oh. I'm saying. It's like big swings mean nothing if it doesn't mix perfectly. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, I. This is this is a weird tangent for that. It's really funny going back and reading like uh, when people evaluate magic cards before a new set comes out. Mm-hmm. And you look back at them and you're just like, ah, this person didn't think Siege Rider was going to see play. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, I don't know. I can understand their points that they made. It just mm-hmm. didn't play out the way they thought it would. People refuse to look at things within the context that they were originally made. <laughs> like, like both posts and works. <laughs> well, and it's such like a, you get such a weird, like, I don't know, critical culture where it's like new video game comes out. Half of the critics like it. Half of the critics dislike it. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, great. 
time to wait and see what people think of it. And then we can say, ha, that half of the critical sphere is wrong. It, it, yeah, it's fascinating. It, it is. And I think that is more of a new creation, right? Is the like yeah. the excitement that somebody is wrong. Because <laughs> like, I, I, yeah, I, I think know. you get it with like Metacritic and Rotten Tomatoes a lot where it's like, mm-hmm. uh now that we've found a way to like uh, codify where something falls on a scale, anyone that argued above it is dumb and everyone that argued below it is also dumb, but in a different way, even though the whole point of the scale is that it is made by weighing the two against each other. Mm-hmm. 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 I, in the past, when someone would make a bad review of something in a newspaper or a magazine, I doubt people would dig up that old magazine at the same scale they dig up old reviews. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm sure you'd be reading through it and you'd be like, look what this fucker said. Like, that's amazing how that, like, how we have changed on this thing. Whereas now it is, it has been two weeks and I have, I have decided that I am marking this reviewer for death. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, yeah. I don't know. I really like when people have different opinions because you can really learn a lot about what you like about a thing. Mm-hmm. No, 100%. Absolutely. When you hear people that like stuff doesn't land with or stuff that like people when, – when someone like it really does land with them and then you play it and you're just like, boy, I wish I liked this as much as you all do. Me at Monster Hunter. <laughs> me every time i listen to austin walker talk about a game and i'm like will i like that and i go and i play it and i'm like no this sucks i don't like it yeah <laughs> yep been there how many times will that man fool me <laughs> austin walker leaving waypoints the best thing that ever happened to my wallet to my wallet yeah yeah i <laughs> Sometimes Rob can spin a good enough story, and I'm like, okay, I'm interested. Mm-hmm. And I just, I just kept making mistakes. Oh, <laughs> uh, uh, Riley, can I, can I hit you with another podcast idea? Yeah, you can hit me with another podcast idea. This one also comes from Cello Buster. We're three for three right now. Uh, <laughs> but this one, I want to. A podcast where every episode, the intro and outro music each get a half second longer, while the actual spoken content of the episode gets shorter, till eventually the whole podcast is entirely consumed by the music. Fucking, where where is this post? I need to read it to comprehend everything that you just said. Long story short, in school, did you ever um, have to write a paper that was supposed to be five pages long, and then you... The paper ended up being like four and a half. And so you like highlight the whole thing and you're like, all right, how Mm -hmm. big can I make the periods? Yep. How big can I make the periods? How much can I bring in the margins? Can I add a header and a footer? (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) Can I, how can I massage this into being, uh, you know, a a thing that technically hits the the word count that's required? Uh Uh-huh. 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 If it is a word count, that's white text, baby. <laughs> I would, I, I would, or not, not, not word count, but like, you know, page yeah, count. Yeah, page like. Uh, can I, I could spend 20 minutes writing an extra paragraph. Mm-hmm. Or I could spend three hours trying to massage this into an extra page. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know exactly what you're talking about. How you do I that have- with a podcast? I mean, I think this is it. You just like, you keep extending out the, uh, 
intro outro maybe even slow it down a little bit so that like not the mm-hmm. same amount of uh it's the same amount of intro that you heard last week it just took uh took two seconds mm-hmm. longer this time Andrew, I have very good news about a podcast called Never Believe It, in which every episode we increase the length of our three-minute-long intro music, starting at 20 seconds, and I believe ending at two minutes. (laughs) I have done this on my weaponized (laughs) podcast. It's so scary when people throw out, like, hey, here's a stupid idea, and you get to turn to me and said, I did that once. Yes, I am the nightmare. I am the nightmare podcaster on which all these ideas spin out of. (laughs) I have done it. I will do it. If you have come up with an idea and I haven't done it, good news, baby. (laughs) Riley, you got another idea for a podcast for us? Oh, Andrew, 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 Andrew. I do. I was on a road trip recently. And okay. I we were out on the road. And uh, do you ever do road trip games? Uh, not really. Typically, like you're talking about like finding alphabet letters and signs and stuff. Yeah, I spy alphabet letters and signs. Get your little bingo cards or anything. Like, mm-hmm. That's something I used to do as a kid. And then, you know, you can only do that same bingo card so many times. And then yeah. you stop. And so I think we need to be a monthly podcast that introduces a new way to spend that road trip. The first one, obviously, listen to a podcast. Great solution. But I don't think that's enough. We need to really dig in there and solve this issue. I, I worry that when I'm on a road trip, if I'm driving... Mm-hmm. The last thing I want to do is put on a podcast that's just like, you sure are driving, huh? Got a lot more road? Boy, this never gets easier, huh? 60 <laughs> minutes in the car, uh, that's one minute at a time, huh? Well, Andrew, that's because you're approaching it with a very negative outlook on road trips. <laughs> that's, that's true. You like driving. I just... On our trip, we willingly added a two two a two and a half hour drive to and from a place that we did not need to add just so we could see a pretty hill. Like and I regret nothing because it fucking ruled. The hill was pretty? The hill was real pretty. I saw a Peregrine Falcon. I saw the sun cutting through the clouds over Lake Superior. That sounds nice. It was gorgeous, Andrew. And it doesn't sound two and a half extra hours worth of nice, but it sounds nice. Well, it's five extra hours, because it's two and a half there, two and a half back. Fuck me. We got up at 6.30 in the morning, maybe 6 in the morning. We, oh. for, for for our similarities, we are such different people. We, we are drastically It's nice to hear you say it once. People are often like, I can't tell Andrew and Riley apart. And it's just like, uh, Riley's the crazy one. <laughs> it's easy. On this five-day trip, we went through and stopped in four states. And like, <sighs> went out and did a little hike at each one. We did our little adventure. We saw birds. We got our food. We drove for, we our entire trip yesterday was 12 hours. Like 6.30 from when we got up to 6.30 when we got home, Andrew. People say that life isn't about the destination. It's about the journey and the things that happen along the way. Uh-huh. And they're wrong. <laughs> I'm, I'm very much... If, if, if I could load myself into a cannon and then aim it at the place I want to be, 
and then hit a button and just boom, launch myself and be there, I would do it in a heartbeat. <laughs> but Andrew, when you're doing that, how are you going to catch up on your podcast? How are you going to drink, eat your car snacks? How are you going to stop at the, at the, you got to drive through and you're like, oh, look, it, look at this beautiful little town here. Let's find a sandwich shop and get a sandwich. Those you are all reasonable alternatives to pulling my car off a bridge. Not the reason I want to take the trip. I'm never like, oh, good, Sam. We get to drive and see my family. Luckily, we get to get some Sour Patch watermelons on the way. See, that's because you have bad road trip snacks there. You aren't loading in your tea and your string cheese and your and your little bread and your trail mix and your popcorn. You got it all loaded up in the back seat where it's easily reachable and your dog's napping back there and the sun's I, out. You're getting a smoothie. I'd rather eat real good food when I'm at the place than like... You'll do that too. Scavenge along the way. You can... Both. Porcato Los Dos, what's stopping you? Uh, not wanting to drive. And see. <laughs> and yet you are the one renting the car <laughs> to get to Philly. <laughs> no, I'm the one that thought that you were renting a car and I was going to hitch a ride. <laughs> I'm the one that's happy that to hear that you're taking a train because it means I get to take a train too. <laughs> a, a train a train is just a, a cannon. That's all it is. I love it. It's just, yeah, if you want to go to one of these specific places at moderate velocity. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's the closest we got, baby. <laughs> Not an airplane? I mean, airplanes are fine if you want to sit and wait for 40 hours to get on a thing that takes a lot of the time away. Like, yeah, airplanes, you- are, airplanes are great. I prefer a train. Andrew, you have to get on a plane at 9 a.m. Walk me through your morning process. When do you get up? When do you leave? Uh, when do you airport, pack? Airport's about 30 minutes away, so okay. I'm packed up the night before. I wake up at like 6 a.m. and we go. You're packed up the night before? Just yeah. the night? You do all the packing the night before? I mean, I finish packing the night before, but like it depends on how long the trip is. I don't typically need to do much that I need to take like multiple days to pack. Mm-hmm. Unless you're including like doing laundry in the packing process, then of no. course. But I think of packing as just like taking things from the closet, shoving it in a bag. Interesting. So you're at the you're at the airport. What is that? Do you say two and a half hours early? Yeah, something like that. Two hours early is kind of where I like to be. All right. It is a week before our trip. We will be packed completely. <laughs> we That's will have insane our sp- to me. We will have our spreadsheet with our with our layout. We are prepared and ready. We have a checklist. We have a status slash notes section along with a organized purpose column. We are ready. They are highlighted in proper color, Andrew. The packing is the first part of the vacation. This is my wife's dream. This sounds miserable to me. Now, I know what you're saying. Why wake up early? And Andrew, that's because you'd rather wait at the airport than wait at home. Like, why yeah, not wait at the place you're leaving? Yeah, it's going to it's gonna suck anyway, so you might as well do it at no, the airport. No, no, it's part... Part of the the airport is one of the great interstitial spaces we have in our world. The grand equalizer. Everyone is the same at the airport. 
You make your way through security. You sit, you grab a shitty coffee, and you begin to watch people stroll on through. You, <laughs> you soak you, in your, you think you're taking ever- some video, so that way you can do your music video when you come home. You think, A, that, that part is... What? You're planning your content as you're traveling? Uh, we make uh, music videos and slideshows for vacations to share with our family. Uh, my in-laws do it. We do it. It's very fun. I have a, uh, I believe a, it's in an eight minute, uh, video of my honeymoon. I can, I can send it to you. That's okay. If you want to, it goes through a few different movements and, and, and songs. I have to start working on set, the one from this Set trip. to Bohemian Rhapsody. No, no, no. It is set to, it, <laughs> there, there are several songs, Andrew. It's not just set to one song look at this guy i uh it's a three gigabyte file see i don't i never want to be perceived so like don't film me going on a trip i guess i uh was about to ask you a question oh you you think that everyone is equal at an airport yes yes i've never i don't think i've seen a place where that is less true everywhere everyone sucks everywhere you go in an airport you can see the fancy lad lane where you can go and sit. Oh, did you want to sit in the nice chair? Oh, if you're part of our special platinum billings program, you can. Oh, it's time to get on the airplane. Time to call everyone up in the eight distinct groups based on how much money you're interested in spending today. Andrew, this is what you consider equality. You, you look even those nice chairs, they suck shit. Everyone's eating the shitty food. Not <laughs> Everyone in the Platinum Lounge. Tired. They got the Platinum Lobster ready to go. Yeah. <laughs> they bought that shit from Red Lobster four days ago. <laughs> like <laughs> Everything sucks. It's just a matter of how much you want to doll up your turd. And like there are people who don't believe that. And they're the fools who are paying for the Platinum Lobster. <laughs> now, Andrew. You you are there. You're looking around. Everyone is tired. Everyone is in this weird little intermediary point of their lives where they are going to and fro. And you are all there together in the in the mucky muck. You get on the plane. Yeah, sure. Some people have like a half foot of extra leg room. But buddy, they still can't stretch. They still can't do shit. They're just wasting more money. Have you ever been upgraded first class? No, have you? No noticeable difference. Yes, um, like it, it is no noticeable difference. It is it is malarkey. Like, do not believe this man's lies. As a guy that barely fits into an airplane seat, I will take your word for it because those chairs look very comfortable. <laughs> I will, I will, I will take an airplane seat where I do not struggle to buckle it. And and Andrew, you, when you land. And everyone is getting up, and some people stand up while you're still taxiing. There, they and they look like idiots. It's just beautiful. Y'all get to see it. Y'all get to experience it together. Your idea of equality is that you get to look at people that act differently than you and judge them because you no. know that you're better because that's where you're all equal. That's the equality no. idea. That's where everyone's equal. <laughs> now, hold on. The I don't quality know. is that I, I am better than others. Okay, okay. I was going to say, uh, as a person who knows the way that people look at me on an airplane, I've also seen that equality in action. Andrew, you're really sucking the fun out of this for me. I, easy to hear that from you. Uh, I got another pitch here. 
Yeah, what do you got? This one comes from Izzy at Lesby Hands, uh, who sends in Better Pod Todd, like Better Call Saul. Pod Todd. I'm very excited that Todd in the Shadows has a music podcast now. Um, Did you watch Better Call Saul? I watched the first couple seasons. Isn't that show like eight, ten years old? Uh, No, Breaking Bad is like ten years old. Fifteen years old. Yeah, Breaking Bad is like 40 at this point. Uh, Better Call Saul started about 16 years ago, but it just got its third season wrapped up. So, uh, yeah, the show just ended. So, like, eight years ago. Yeah, that sounds about right. I don't know how much of that could be true or not. The last episode aired, like, three weeks ago. That I know, but I thought it was, like, a show that, like, slowly spat out three seasons over the course of a decade. I want to say it's, like, three – it's four seasons, maybe? <laughs> started in, started in 2015, six seasons. It's about a bad lawyer, right? Yeah, yeah well, he doesn't start that way. Um, in Breaking Bad, there's a, a bad lawyer named Saul Goodman. Funny how that works out. Um, uh-huh, uh-huh. Like, like the Guilty Gear guy. Yes. And Saul, Saul Badman? <laughs> I have no idea what the fuck you're talking about. Um, there's a fighting game that has a character named Saul Badman. <laughs> nice. Um, Anyways, but yeah, Soul Batman is, uh, he's a lawyer. This is like him, like when he's like, boy, I bet it would be fun to be a good lawyer. And then uh, six seasons of the world going, hey, it sure fucking would, wouldn't it, buddy? So, okay, okay, okay. Is that show good? Uh, I thought it was better than Breaking Bad. Okay, okay, okay. Was Breaking Bad good? good yeah yes it was yeah that that, okay. that wasn't like damning with faint praise okay 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 that's because i know that it's a not lot me of people saying it's uh it's queen's best song asterisk <laughs> i know that like it's fucking good i know that like people like breaking bad but i wasn't sure if it has like withstood the test of time at this point you know what i mean yeah breaking bad's good like it it is the like I'm not going to say it's the show that kicked off the golden age of television. Cause I think that was like lost in mad men. I'm probably forgetting mm-hmm. something big in there, but like are lost in mad men, both peers. Uh, they're pretty close. Fucking true. 2007, 2004, 2009. Yeah. I mean, that, that's pretty close. That's about as close as you can get. Yeah. You say it was the Sopranos. Wasn't that, that's 1999. The Sopranos as well. That's what I was thinking of. Yeah. Well, the Sopranos mm-hmm. is 90. That was 99. That's 99 to 2007. My parents were watching The Sopranos when they weren't divorced. <laughs> yeah, I think The Sopranos was just like, hey, look what you can do with television. And then uh, a couple of people took that to heart and were like, okay, we could make a good show too. And then they did that. And then everyone's like, it's the golden age of television. And then five years later, television is dead. Is television dead? More or less. I mean. Like people still make shows, but they're all for streaming services. Okay, so the physical machine, in the way that radio is dead, television is dead. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, nobody watches television on television. Is Fear the Walking Dead still alive? I think so, because, like, yeah, I think so. There's very limited, I I shouldn't say nobody watches television, because, like, there are still big pockets of television watchers, but they are Mm. not, like... They're the last of a dying breed. (laughs) Well, not even necessarily that, but it's, like, uh, what's the right way to word it? Like, people that... Are, I'm going to say it in the shitty way because there's a, there's a nicer, smarter way of saying it. People that are watching television shows for the artistry of it typically aren't watching like live as it airs on TV. 
so much of like watching a television show comes like on streaming services later or like in like you know live live subscription services that you're paying for whereas like the majority of television watchers if you break down like advertising watching metrics is like people that have it on or are just like watching the 20 like watching a 24-hour news cycle or watching like it's time for CVS evenings. Uh, mm-hmm. Watching this the same way that I have for the past forty years. Okay, okay, that makes sense. That makes sense to me. Yeah, I I'm trying to think of a joke to go off of that besides yeah, the interesting <laughs> analysis of the state of television. So, Better Pod Todd is about a guy who wants to make a podcast and wants to be very good at podcasting. <laughs> But he just watches around him as everyone else that is trying to get into content gets like churned up into like YouTube and others platforms or they're just like, oh, like you can actually find success here and it means something. And he's like, but I have a good podcast. And they're like, yeah, you do have a good podcast, but it's like worthless. Like even the best podcasts are only like propped up by a re- by like a radio company. that's apparently paying for all their listens. So like, what the fuck is this industry anyways? I'm very excited for our prequel story. So we are in the Breaking Bad right now. This, yeah, <laughs> you're right. We you're are right. we the, the Breaking the Breaking Bad of this universe. There's it's it's a a YouTube series where there's one guy who's like, let me tell you how you get good ratings. You turn to YouTube, and it turns out that guy used to be a podcaster. And you're like, uh oh, I wonder how this guy turned to YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> that uh, it feels dangerously close to how we, we do a lot of streams, Andrew. <laughs> Anyways, check us out at twitch.tv slash moonshot network uh, and our YouTube channel where we upload all of our hods. Hi ho! Never made it as a wise man. I couldn't cut it as a poor man stealing. Tired of living like a blind man. I'm sick of sight without a sense of feeling. And this is how you remind me of what I really am. This is how you remind me of what I really am. Look at this photograph. Every time I do it.
Goodbye.